Hello everyone and welcome to A New Direction. My name is Jay Izzo. And you know what? Let me just, I, I got something here. I, first of all, you know, I say it every week, right? I've got the greatest guests in the world. I mean, I, I got the best-selling authors from all over the world that join us right on this show. And I've, it, today is no exception. I've got Joe Yazbek, right? He wrote this book entitled No Fear Speaking. And I want to tell you something. All right. I am a professional public speaker just like Joe. He is a outstanding. He is he's not just a professional speaker. He's an educator of professional speakers. But let me just kind of give you a little bit of a of a little bit just a teaser, okay? Let's be honest. Speaking can be an absolute addition to whatever you do in your current career. I don't care what it is, whatever your current career is, if you can speak publicly in front of people, you just added value to your career. I don't, I, I, again, I, it doesn't matter what you do. I don't care if, what your field is. If you can speak in public and, and your boss knows it or your CEO knows it or the founder of your company or whoever you work for knows that, that you can speak publicly and you can speak well. You've just added so much value, not only to yourself, but you've added value to the company. Joe Yazbek, he is the king. I'm just telling you, he is the king of being able to educate people how to overcome their fear of speaking. And we're going to talk about that fear of speaking, right? Because as, as so many people out there know, right, that it, it, speaking can cause a lot of issues, okay? I mean, fear being the biggest one. Joe's going to talk about that. But if you are also, I want to just say this, but if you are also a a professional speaker like myself, I'm just going to tell you this book, which I'm holding up on camera right now that uh, people on a podcast can't see, but the people who are watching us live can't see, no fear speaking. I'm just going to tell you, if you're a seasoned speaker, this is the spring training book, all right? Do you know what I mean by spring training? You know, when baseball gets started before April, right, and they're up down in Tampa or they're in Arizona, wherever they're playing in spring training, you know what they do? They do the fundamentals, and they go over them over and over and over again. Why? Because fundamentals are an absolute critical to being successful in your career, critical to being successful in everything, and so often we neglect the fundamentals. This book is the spring training of speaking, and so even if you think that you're a great speaker, let me just tell you what, this book is going to help you become even better. Before we get to that though, right? Uh, see, I teased you, didn't I? Before we get to that, let's do what we do every week and let's check in with you in the four areas of your life. You know how I you know how I believe, right? I believe that we are four-part people. We are physical people, mental people, emotional people, and spiritual people. And so let's just check in right now with you out there, right? Everybody who's listening to me, whether you're in your car or, you know, watching me or wherever you're at, right? I just want to check in with you, right? On a scale of one to 10, one being miserable, 10 being outstanding, where are you at physically? All right. Where are you at? Where are you? Where is that number for you? Right. Maybe you're unfeeling the end of the weather. So that's making you feel a little bad. But maybe you're not taking care of your body like you should. Right. I mean, the one thing that Joe's going to point out here is, you know what? You need to take care of your body. You need to take care of you need to look good on stage. You want to do this? Get yourself in shape. Right. You, nobody wants to hear you breathing loud, you know, because that's just not good. That's not good etiquette on stage. Right. Nobody wants to hear that. So, so how are you doing physically? You know, do you get your hand in the bag of chips? Is it way too deep? I mean, does the grease go up to your elbow? If that's the case, you got to stop that. Okay, we need to do that, right? We, we need to kind of maybe get some exercise. We need to start eating right. We need to change some things. You know what they say, right? Abs are made at the dinner table. They're not made in the gym, right? I know everybody wants to think the gym is so great. Well, you know what the truth is? The best place to start where your abs are is at the dinner table. So, why don't you check in? How are you doing there, right? And then what are you going to do about that? Whatever that number is. If your number is a three, what are you going to what do you do to get to a four? Because I don't expect you to go from a three to a ten in any area of your life, right? But I'd want you to have a plan to go from a three to a four immediately. Okay? All right, so you got your first number, your physical number. Let's talk about where you're at mentally, right? What do I mean by that? Well, what are you feeding your brain? Right? We got two halves of the brain. We got a right side of the brain. We got a left side of the brain. The right side is our creative side of the brain. The left side is our logical side of the brain. What are you doing? to feed both halves of your brain right now. 
right? What what are you doing? I mean, if you listen to a show like this, right? I we we kind of hit both sides of the brain, right? We we hit the logical side because we give you some practical, useful advice, and then we hit this creative side that maybe gives you a new creative idea and how to enhance your career, or enhance your life, or enhance your business. Okay, so so this show is like great, but there are other ways you can read and read good things. You could take up an instrument that works both have your your both halves your brain. You can you can learn a foreign language. That would help both halves of your brain, right? So what are you doing to in, to enhance that half of your brain? Because remember, you know what, folks? Here's the deal about all of these areas of your life. If you're not growing, you're dying. It's That's just a fact. There is no staying stagnant, okay? So you've always got to be in a growth mode, right? So what's that number for you mentally? Is that a four, five, six, three, two, seven, one? What is the number for you? And then again, just like we did with the physical, what can you do right now to change that? All right, and what's the plan? What are you going to do to change that? And again, we're not trying to get from a 2 to a 10. Just get from a 2 to a 3. If it's a 7, I want to get you to a 7.5 maybe. All right? And then thirdly, how about emotionally? Same scale, 1 to 10, 1 being miserable, 10 being outstanding. How are you doing emotionally? Many times we call this the emotional quotient or emotional intelligence. And basically, it, it encompasses a whole number of things, but let's just simplify it down. The first part is, how well are you able to control your own emotions? Right? Do the little things get to you? I mean, when that guy cuts you off in traffic, you know, what's the first what's the first thing that goes through your mind? Are you angry? Do you want to honk the horn? Do you want to maybe have some sort of physical sign from one of your hands? Is that what it's gonna be? Or are you able to keep it under control? Right? And then and then the second part of that is how well are you able to tune into the emotions of others? I mean, the the fact of the matter is as a speaker, and Joe's gonna even talk about this, as a speaker, you know, it's it's really important if you're going to be good at this speaking thing is to tune into the emotions of your audience and also have your emotions under control, right? So how are you doing emotionally in that scale, right? Because emotion, emotional intelligence, emotional quotes, so much of this is about being intentional, right? That you're going to intend that what you're going to do is you're actually going to make a choose to make a difference in what your emotions are going to be. So you got that number? So you should have three numbers, right? We got physical number, mental number, and a spiritual number. And finally, What's your, what's your spiritual number, right? Same, same scale, one to 10, one being miserable, 10 being outstanding. What's that spiritual number? What is it? How are you doing spiritually? How are you doing being centered, right? And and when I talk about spiritual life, I mean, I, I, I know that, yes, I could talk about God, but some people find nature to be a spiritual experience. Some people believe in karma. So there's a lot of things that people believe in that keep them centered, that bring them back to a sense of peace, to a sense of joy. And so how, how is that going for you, Right. How, how is that going for you? And if it is God, how's that relationship working out for you? All right? How's that happening? Okay? So you should have four numbers, right? Think of those four numbers as the legs of a table. And if you're eating at the table and, the, and it's crooked, it's hard to keep the plate on the table. And at the same time, if the table's too low and you're sitting in a normal chair, it's hard to eat off that table because it's way too low to do that. So we want to bring up those numbers, but we want to bring them up in sync and we want to do that in a way that is comfortable for us. And so we just want to keep doing that because as I said, if you're not growing, you're dying. And that leads me to my next guest. And this is Joe Yazbeck. And Joe Yazbeck, I don't know what to say about him. He is absolutely one of the most outstanding speaker, trainer. He, go to nofearspeaking.com. He's unbelievable. But I will tell you that he's an internationally known, respected, best-selling author. He's a speaker and trainer of CEOs, executives, entertainers, celebrities, public servants, business community leaders. He's helped thousands to attain a fearless and commanding presence that has allowed them to develop the leadership skills and abilities that they've long desired. He's also the founder, president, and CEO of the Prestige Leadership Advisors. And by the way, you can check that out if you go to his website, uh, prestigeleader.com, that you can do that. And uh, their mission is to facilitate leaders and become a dynamic, powerful communicator so that they can significantly influence the world around them. He's worked with heads of states to leaders of major corporations, as well as high-ranking military officials, political candidates, best-selling authors. He's highly sought after. Leadership, communication coach, government, business leader. What hasn't he done? You know, it's a shorter list, right? And Joe Yazbeck joins us today. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to A New Direction, Joe Yazbeck. Joe, welcome to A New Direction. I am so happy to have this conversation with you, Jay. How are you? I'm well, thank you. You know what? I, this this is so much fun for me because I I loved your book. I absolutely loved your book. And, and by the way, Joe and his book, No Fear Speaking, is brought to you today by guess who? 
inline business brokers and advisors, right? You know, they represent profitably held companies with gross annual revenues in excess of a million dollars. And they deliver the highest market value in the shortest amount of time with complete confidentiality. That is their registered trademark. And they bring you Joe as well as his book, uh, No Fear Speaking, and as well as Linda Craft and Team Realtors, regardless of where you're at in the world. They can help you find the right real estate professional to help you sell your home or buy your home. And if you're in the Research Triangle Park area of Raleigh, Durham, and Chapel Hill, North Carolina, you can visit them in person and find out why they have legendary customer service. And shout out of the t-shirt shout out of the week, we give out to the person who sends us a free t-shirt. And we want to thank Southern Stone Supply of Raleigh, North Carolina. Located in Raleigh with an extensive portfolio of products, including natural stone, manufactured stone, and accessories for residential commercial products, projects, please feel free to stop by their showroom so they can show you around. They'd love an opportunity to serve you, and we want to thank Tucker Thorpe for the t-shirt uh, from Southern Stone Supply, and they bring you Joe Yazbek and his No Fear Speaking. So, Joe, it has been said that when it comes to stressors, Right, as a psychological professional, I know this is true, that the stress and fear of speaking is worse than the stress and fear of dying. Which means that if you're at a funeral, it would be better to be in the casket than do the eulogy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so it has been said. <laughs> So, so why are we so afraid of why is fe- why is speaking so fearful for people? Well, I I think this particularly Jay, and that is that if you tell someone to change the engine of their car and they've had no training on it, they've had no familiarity with it, there would be some fear there, wouldn't there? Sure. Okay, so it's like anything else, and I think there's an agreement factor of it. It gets widely promoted that to stand before an audience or a camera or in front of a microphone or on radio mm. on a webinar is nerve-wracking it's it's agreed upon you don't have to agree with it how about that yeah <laughs> well the, sure. the, the key to it the key to it is this it's we, we live in an age of connection and the biggest right. concern that i have found in the years i've been training executives, CEOs, is that they have to risk embarrassment and humiliation mm. if they were to stand in front of an audience, so they prefer not to. It, it, that's, Honestly. Yeah, well, that's interesting because, you know, we think that the CEO or that C-suite professional or the, the manager or whoever is such in control of so many things. How can getting in front of people be so frightening oh it's not just in front of people it's in front of an audience Mm -hmm. and a camera is is even more so daunting because it's continuous it's um replicative and it could go out to hundreds of thousands of people and even more so on camera than even live but look here's the thing and this I, i love powerful simple fact there's lots of power and truth and simplicity i agree and i i coach with this idea and i stand someone i i might begin a workshop and i'll bring someone out of the audience who is nervous and i'll stand them up there and i'll say okay i want you to say nothing and do nothing (laughs) i want you to stand there and look huh yeah just look (laughs) look at what well look at anything but look out Right. Well, what do you mean? Well, you're looking out, which means you're not thinking if you're looking out. You're not in your head, because if you're in your head, you're not creating any space to include your audience. If you're thinking you're, you're not creating any space to include your audience. And so really what it gets down to is look at them looking back at you. You can do that drill. And I've done this drill in Hollywood. I took people that were the toughest, most difficult at stage fright. I brought them into the Cinerama Theater, which was on Sunset Boulevard. It's a movie theater, 180 degree screen, one of the largest in the country, five or six different aisles. And I got permission from the box office 
to have these five or six of my uh, clients to walk in, have their backs face the screen before the next show began while people were filing in. And their, their drill was this, stand there, do nothing, say nothing, look at them walking in, look at everything, okay? And you could see beads of sweat dripping from their fingertips <laughs> to, to, to twitches in either eye or both. Uh, they had no idea they were swaying in, like a pendulum. Right. And the longer they did it, the easier it got. You see, you saw this, the manifestations, the right. physical uh, manifestations start to lessen and reduce the right. more they were able to be there and look. Right. And that's really the first step is you've got to be willing to experience people in front of you. And so one of the one of the most powerful things to do is to go anywhere where there's people and look at them. <laughs> Literally just stand there and look. And don't think, look at textures, size, size of shapes, colors, uh, lines, anything of that nature. You know, um, go, go into a, a movie theater yourself. And when you walk in to the side, you're looking up and there's people sitting there before the movie starts. Take five minutes and just have them in your space. It really is the willingness to have and experience people in their seats looking back at you. Mm -hmm. That's the first step. That is an exercise. That is a drill. Right. I'll tell you, you talked about something very important before about, about training and talked about athletes and what athletes do and basic training and all that. I have sure. to tell you, you know, uh, my, my training is very much like uh, athletics or performing arts. And what you do and when you're coaching is you want to see that play again. Let's see it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's repeat it, repeat it until it's second nature. You don't right. have to think about it and it's natural and you've got it down. Right. And you see? Yeah. And you can you that you could you could take the tools apart and get get them get each person to really exercise each tool and when they've got all those tools sharpened why they become in the long run or the short run right. a very dynamic confident speaker see we're talking with Joe Yazback author of the best selling book no fear speaking available amazon your favorite bookstore check him out it's called nofearspeaking.com and also Please check out his other website. That's absolutely fantastic. Uh, it's prestigeleader.com. Make sure you check that out. And again, the, the book is available on Amazon, and it's also available on in any bookstore anywhere. If they don't have it on the shelf, ask them why, and then tell them to put it on there immediately, and tell them to face it out. You don't want to see the binding. You want to see Joe's face smiling back at you. That's what you want to see. So you tell your bookstore that we want to see No Fear It's Speaking. also available on NoFearSpeaking.com. They can order it yep. off our website. Oh, yeah, sure. I Yes, I overlooked that. My my bad on that one. Yes, okay. you can go to NoFearSpeaking.com and you can order the book directly and as well. And uh, Joe can do that. And I think it's available in both hardcover and paperback, correct? It's uh, Yes, hardcover, paperback. And by the way, I've got it now in eight published languages. Okay, yeah. awesome. Perfect. So, is it available uh, ebook? Is there? An yes, e it is available in ebook, and there's also a quick reference guide, which is a summary of all the charts, tables, and illustrations in the book in one easy reference guide. That's Perfect. also available uh, at NoFearSpeaking.com. Awesome. Yeah, and I and by the way, if you do get the book, and I'm holding the book up here, or if you're watching Facebook Live right now. Uh, if I'm holding the book up here, and by the way, there is a QR code in the back, and he uh, gives you some opportunity to get some freebies as a result of purchase, purchasing this book, and it's 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 a fantastic read, folks. I'm just telling you, the book is is a fast read. I know I know I'm showing the thickness of it. I know you don't think it is. I'm telling you, it is a very fast read, and it's just chock full of practical application. The book is. Absolutely fabulous. I don't care where you're at. If you're thinking about becoming a speaker, if you're afraid to speak, if you are a professional that speaks hundreds of times a year, you need to pick up this book. I'm telling you the fundamentals are incredible. They're going to work. They will change you and you will become more valuable uh, as a speaker, as a 
and whatever your career is whatsoever. One of the things that you talk about in this book, and I, I and I love the fundamental aspect to which it, it it is, and you talk about that there's some vital steps in speech preparation, right? And you know we talk about you know outlining and introductions and openings and bodies and and transitions and endings and those type of things. But let's let's kind of walk through why it's so important. The, these vital steps. Why it's so important when we're trying to prepare a speech. What give us give us a little bit of it, you know in a quick version of it. I'm 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 not asking you for the full version, of course, but the Reader's Digest version. <laughs> or how about this? The Cliff Notes of the Cliff Notes of the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> I'll be very simple. Yeah, it's very simple. Again, we'll talk about simplicity. How's this for complexity? Uh, an outline of a presentation has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Okay? So, here's the, fir- here's the first thing, right? Before you even start the outline or structure of your presentation, know your audience. Yeah. Know who they are, what their needs are, whether they're interested in, whether they want to know about. Okay? Can we stop Number there? Two. Can we stop there? Can we stop there for a second? Because I want to dig yeah. into that just a little bit. And sure. I know I know that because I don't I don't think people appreciate I use the term psychographic I don't because it's a combination of demographics and the psychology of the audience I don't think people and you you correct me because you you train a lot more people I don't know that people spend nearly enough time analyzing the attitudes interests opinions psychology where they're at in their audience before they deliver a, a speech. Am, am I wrong on that? No, you're not wrong. Um, and I think that uh, it is necessary to know as narrow a focus as you can. If I ask someone, who's your audience? They'll say, anyone who wants to buy my product. Well, that, does, <laughs> that doesn't give a specific. You can say, right. I want to speak with minority women who, who are searching to be entrepreneurs and uh, need to be able to promote and market their services. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a niche. Right, right. Okay, and if you want to niche it down even further, maybe, you know, 25 to 40 age group. Right. Okay, something of that nature. Now you're, now you're able to formulate your messages a little bit more targetably, right. you see. But also, I've had calls from my clients where, you know, sometimes I remember getting a call at midnight my time. They were on the West Coast ready to deliver a presentation to Joe. Uh, this is not the, this is not the audience. I thought I was preparing my, my outline for, right. I said, Oh, goody, goody. Okay. <laughs> well, we just entered into a new phase of advanced training here. So, you know, the template and the structure of, right. of your presentation, right? right? Yes. Find out who your audience is by asking them questions. Right. You know, you take a minute, two minutes, Raise of hand, how many here, blah, 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 what would you, in fact, you can get to demographically profile your audience while you're speaking. Nothing wrong with that. No. As long as you have it down, know your audience, know your purpose. Why are you there? How are you helping that. them? Are you enlightening them and are you making them more aware where they can make a more informed decision on what you're talking about? And then this last one is the outcome or call to action. Right. And that's key. Where are you taking your audience? What's the next step? You right. see? And that has to get figured out before you put your presentational structure or design together. Know where you're taking them. Right. It could be, well, I want, I want my product or outcome or call to action to be a reach to meet with me one-on-one with an appointment. Good. Well, that will tell you how, how quality your presentation was to what degree or percentage of the attendees reached for, to make an appointment with you, if that was indeed your call to action. And you know, you, now you have to structure a presentation to meet that call to action, you see? And the book itself describes the first 49 pages of the book, part one is speech design. Right. And it is what I would call a universal template to put a presentation together no matter how long it is, how many people you have in your audience or for any purpose. You can give a one-minute commercial using that entire template or a three-hour workshop using that template. Right. The same template is is usable and workable and applies. And and by they, the way, folks, the, the, the template's in the book. I mean, he's he's got – he outlines this stuff for you in the book. All right? I mean, this isn't this isn't just something that he, he wrote about, right? No, literally, there's like – 
places in the book where he like stops along the way and says, okay, no, no, I'm just going to, if you don't know what the template looks like, he literally out, he literally has the outline for the template and literally outlines the template for you so that you could see it. It's, it's all over. And then, and he's got these materials that are just outstanding that you have access to. And I'm just telling you folks, if, if you're looking for an all in one source to go, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, guess what? He tells you what to do. And not only that, if you didn't pay attention, you should have because Joe was actually giving you a tip and he was saying, you know, if you need something more, you can hire him. Mm, Just saying, you know, right, Joe, they can hire you if they want. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And we have... And, and you know what? I I don't get involved in what you might call the classic sales process. I don't right. like it. Right. I ask a lot of questions. I really understand what the needs and wants are of someone who wants to speak. Right. What kind of change are they trying to affect? Right. How does make how does becoming a dynamic, confident speaker help them to achieve their goals in life and in their right. career? I can tell you, a lot of people will without a doubt, learn these techniques in order to acquire more clients, increase their income, and expand their business. Right. It becomes a PR approach. You know, Jay, it's interesting. When you're standing up on stage, people are literally looking up to you. Right. Okay? And it's not a PR image status kind of thing. Right? But you do want, as, as an entrepreneur or as a business owner or executive, you want that reputation or credibility building so that you can be able to get your job done. And I say that you become the brand ambassador to your own company because you are visible and you're publicly exposed to the public in a very highly professional way. Love that. Love that. Uh, Joe Yazbek is who we're speaking with and we have him for just a little bit while longer. And, And the book is called No fear speaking. He's brought to you today by Inline Business Brokers and Advisors, and Inline Business Brokers and Advisors have been a sponsor of the show since day one. They've literally helped thousands of people in the sale and purchase of businesses, and when it's time to sell your business, contact the professionals at Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. You can do that by going to inline.com, that's E-N-L-I-G-N.com, and Linda Craft and Team Realtors. Regardless of where you're at in the world, or if you live happen to live in the Research Triangle Park area of North Carolina, that's Raleigh, Durham, and Chapel Hill, you can find out why they are the legends of customer service, and you can learn more by going to www.lindacraft.com, and they bring you Joe Yazbek today and his book, No Fear Speaking, which is available on his website, by the way. His website is nofearspeaking.com, and you can also learn his other website, which is absolutely fabulous as well, and that's prestigeleadership.com, and uh, he would be happy to uh, talk talk with you and tell you a little bit more about what they do and, and give you more in-depth um, when it comes to becoming a better leader, better communicator, and a better certainly a better speaker. In your book, one of the things that you have in as we're in the first half of the book is the eight fatal speech blunders. And I found this, uh, actually, it coincides with what we're talking about a little bit here, right? Oh, I yeah. I mean, you you're, you know, you have your app uh, acronym, right, is, uh, is one of the acronyms that you use throughout the book. But the eight fatal speech blunders are, and we've talked about really, you know, three of them, right? <laughs> it's that uh, we don't know who our audience is. We don't know our, why we're doing what we're doing. And we don't know what the product is and what we don't know what that outcome is. But let's talk about, let's talk about some of these other blunders because I think that some of these are really, really important for people. One of them that was number seven for me, and that was the monotonous delivery Yes. Let's talk about monotonous delivery. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that, honestly. And and uh, those individuals uh, who are keeping the same pace, same rhythm, same tone, same cadence, same emotion, sameness mm-hmm. is monotony. Anything the same, continuous, is monotony. Right. And so the opposite of this is varying or variety, right? right. So. 
what do we do? There are some phenomenal exercises that in, in our training center to help uh, to, to, to get the oil can out, as they say, or the flex that flex the rubber band, like stretch it out. Um, because these are really performing arts skills, Jay. They are. It, it, it's really speaking is a performance art. So your voice, you can lower it. If you had to whisper, it gets attention. You see, if you raised it, if your tone changed, if you change the, the rhythm of your speech, if you slowed it down, it might get a melodramatic, a melodramatic pause will create variety. You see, the key is that monotony will become in the long run boring. Oh, and the yeah. last thing you need is boring. You can't fake variety either. No, I agree with that. You can't be, have a contrived presentation where it's, uh, you're trying to be, uh, you know, excited, hypey. It's called hypey right. or ranting, you right. know. When you listen to a natural conversation, you're going to hear variety in the tone of voice. And that's why I say that the best conversations, the best speeches or presentations are conversational. Absolutely. They're I, natural. I agree. They're, the, the tone is real. You I, know, it's yeah. like Franklin Delano Roosevelt was known for his famous fireside chats. And people had their ears peeled to the radio in those days during a very difficult time period of World War II. And the reason why he was so successful is because he was talking to them. Right. He wasn't giving a speech. He wasn't prepared. And, you know, there are public servants that must look at a teleprompter, and which is, and, and they're terrible at, at, at reading it because they look like they're reading it. Right. They, they sound like they're reading it. Yes. And monotony is worse. The worst thing in the world to try to combat because what you've got there is somebody who's not even comfortable in their own skin. Right. You see? And it's, it's so important. So it's the difference between trying to be interesting or just plain being interested. Right. Oh, good. I love that. Big love, difference. Yeah, yeah. No, no. That's, trying that's to, awesome. Trying to impress somebody? Right. No. But no. expressing... Yes. If you're expressing, you're extroverted, you're natural, you're interested, you're effortless. Right. People are going to engage with that. Right. They love that kind of conversation. Absolutely, they do. There was, there's one other one, because I'm guilt, I have been guilty in the past of this, and, I, and I'm just going to be completely vulnerable. I no longer do this. I have, I've really cut myself back on this. But I have been guilty of this blunder information overload i have been, it's the worst i, I have been worst. told that sometimes i give information out of a fire hose <laughs> in the yeah, past well, in the past in the past i've been told that right any aspiring speaker can learn about information okay first of all you've heard this slogan in real estate right right location Lo location location, location yeah. right in public speaking it's edit edit edit, edit. edit. Mm -hmm. and I, uh, I have a slogan, I, and I, it, it always hits home. It's, cut the fat off the filet. <laughs> Get to it. the damn point with I, you. Okay? I love it. I love it. You know, people want to eat meat, right? So <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, is get to your point. And I like speakers who are direct. I'm very direct. Yeah, I am too. Um, I think the book is very direct. There's no filler in the book. You no, know, I've, I've had that compliment uh, many times, but, you know, but information overload. Let's talk about that. If you can't get your point across in 30 seconds or less, it's a good drill to do that. Right. Uh, if you can, then you've got what it takes in order to make a point without having to make the point to make the point to make the point. Right. You see, and I really have a lot of respect for people that that are not that are not long-winded and that will get up there and light it up and what I mean by light it up is you made a point at the very beginning what I call the attention getting opening right where you know it didn't take a lot of you know words an attention getting opening does not have to be five or ten minutes no you see you are hitting the audience where it hurts you want an audience to look at something that they're not confronting or facing. 
And that is done with a rhetorical question, some kind of shocking statistic or startling statement, something that wakes them up. Right. That's really what you're doing, because those people who are long winded are more interesting than they are caring about their audience, what their audience needs are. Right. Right. You see? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's 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 switch this a little bit because one sure. of, one of the things that you said in chapter ten of this book that I found also something that I think people do not understand fully, and I think it could be a blunder, but it's also absolutely critical to the success of any speaker is authenticity versus being synthetic. Yeah, yeah, I made those dichotomies: the authentic versus the synthetic speaker. Oh, my goodness. Um, if you if you look at this, what are we talking about? We're talking about a speaker who needs to show up. <laughs> Literally show up, not a machine. Okay, not some borrowed identity like some film star. Okay, today I've got to act like Clint Eastwood or something. Right, right. I don't know what people are thinking. But they're... I love you. You're so funny. I'm sorry. You are so good. You just say, you just come out and say it. I love that. It, it, well, you, you know, it's 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 very interesting about that because um, authenticity is about you know. Look, let me tell you something. You can you can have someone who's four foot seven, three hundred pounds, a wart on his nose, coke bottle glasses, and he can be as charismatic as anybody else. Right. Seriously. I know. I know. You know. Yeah, I know. The, the guy's showing up. Right. What does that mean? That means all of the qualities that make that person in truth right. who they are, all the qualities of who they are, you know, the integrity of that person, the courage level, right. the honesty, the, 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 the trustworthiness, the caring right. shows up. Right. And if you have that and that's front and center, you've got yourself an authentic speaker because you can inspire an audience that way. Right. You know, this, these are the ingredients of being charismatic. Charismatic isn't some kind of religious or political zealot. No. You know, charismatic is having the fire already burning in you that you're, you are using to inspire, motivate, and influence others. And they are moved by you. And they want to follow you. They want to follow you. Okay? And yeah. if they follow you, then they, in turn, can be able to, it's about leadership. That's why my, my uh, prestigeleader.com, that, that is my company. That's leadership. You cannot effectively lead unless you can effectively and confidently communicate, you see? And that's, that's the key to it all. So authentic leaders are leaders that are being themselves. They're not out to prove anything. They're not showing off. They're not a contrived, disingenuous type personality. Right. You see? And, you know, it's, it's, Effortless rather than forced. It's natural rather than artificial. You know, it's those kinds of things. It's 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 express. I believe that people are born extroverted. I don't believe that people are born introverted. I think they learn to be introverted. Interesting. They agree to be introverted. You see, uh, I have a an item in my book that I've trademarked. It's called subtractive improvement. Right. Yeah. 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 And if you get rid of something that the person isn't naturally need what they weren't born with while well, you're going to restore that person's sense of authentic inherent truth about right. them boy that's what you want showing up that's my coaching that is the direction where i take my coaching where i really get to understand someone who they are what they believe in their convictions and i help them overcome what's in the way of having them unleashed i love that word I do too. unleashed i do too i love that you know, you unleash someone, you're unleashing them from something trapping them. Right. Now they can truly uh, make make a difference in front of an audience or a camera. I, I, I am such a fan of authenticity. You know, the, the fact of the matter is I speak to, you know, a number of groups and and, you know, I wear my cowboy boots, my belt buckles, and, and it's just who I am. It's how I was raised on the farm, and, and I have a little bit of a southern twang. I don't have a major one, but I have a slight because I was in the Midwest, and I live here in North Carolina, mm-hmm. and was a farmhand originally, and went wow. to, went to grad, grad school, and, you know, worked on my master's and PhD in, in psychology, and and 
you know, spent time teaching and things like that. And I never was comfortable in a suit ever was I comfortable mm. ever in a suit. Mm-hmm. And my, actually my career took off once I went to just being, you know, just be who you are. That's right. Be that's who you, your brand. That's Jay. my brand. It is. It's true to your brand. You are. Yeah. And it's really amazing how audiences respond to me now, even though I talk about psychological things, it's, it's so interesting how just being me is, yep. has, has actually helped my career. That's right. Uh, more well, than it hurt it. Yeah. I, and well I, said. you're so good at this. One of the other pieces that you talk about chapter 14, and I think this is one of the hardest things for people because I tried to do stand-up comedy for a couple of years when I was part-time while I was in grad school at Washington state university and, and it's humor. Mm. I, I think humor is hard. Let's, mm. let's talk a little, I know we don't got much time, but let's talk a little bit about humor. All right. Let me let me say this. It has a myth to it that you you try to be funny, you will not be funny. That's a myth. Okay. What's funny is you're expressing something without trying to be funny. It's an antidote. It's a story. It's entertaining. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to have someone laugh from the gut. Right. Because it's a Rodney Dangerfield joke. Right. Okay. It it is something that you're captivating your audience. By taking them through an experience, and it's very amusing. It's entertaining. Right. That's humor. You see? Right. And that has to, I call it the yeast. It's the yeast. It, it, it's, it's the lightness. It's, it, makes, it makes everything rise and be light. Right. You see? Uh, an expression on your face it looks like you're enjoying yourself, or is right. it hard? Are you trying too hard? If you're trying too hard, and just take a look at the videotaping of your presentation. I'll tell you if you're enjoying yourself. Right. That's so true. Yeah. I... You see? And humor, humor is, uh, it's very interesting. I find that there's some really hidden places for humor and it's right in your audience. Right. And, and you could, you could ask a question of an audience member. That audience member is, is answering the question about something that you had some reality with. And lo and behold, uh, something funny happened in that exchange between you. Right. It wasn't rehearsed. Right. That's why it's so important for a speaker to be fully present in front of that audience and not try to get through their presentation, but to be really present and fully there because there are gems waiting for you that haven't been prepared for. That's awesome. I know we only have a couple minutes. I know that we're, we're coming up to, to coming up here to 45 minutes and I know that you've got a hard quit. I, I, I want to try to squeeze in just a couple things and then we'll let you go if we can, okay. if we can. Sure. The, the first is a quick story. I learned something several years ago. I was speaking in Las Vegas and I was doing a presentation off my first book and it was on social media and psychology and business. And I'm speaking to some of the highest uh, paid real estate professionals in Canada and the U S and they they couldn't get my presentation to work. It was working before, and for whatever reason, it stopped working. And I had to deliver the entire hour without any slides. Oh, I love that. And <laughs> it wound up being such a great speech. I stopped using yep. slides. Yep. Not only do I not, I not only not did not have slides. I didn't have notes. Beautiful. And. And from then on, I have said I am a professional, and when people do their job correctly, they never bring notes to their job. Nope, not and, at all. And, I'm an unscripted coach. I teach speakers how to right. speak unscripted. Yep. Uh, you know, and you're taking your audience. You have to be very good point, by the way. Uh, you have to observe. The great speakers are speakers that observe and listen to their audience. I mean, you can listen without a word being said. Mm. You can hear things, okay? And that's where you have to make the adjustments in your presentations, mm. right? right? But notes, and I call it death by PowerPoint. <laughs> yes, it is death by be PowerPoint. be the worst for an audience. Yep, it is. But, uh, you know, left to your own devices, and I have had incredible breakthroughs with my clients, honestly, uh, some of them were chief technology officers of major computer companies right. that could not get out from having some kind of reliance on something, right. you know, other than what they felt. And so when you take all that away, 
now they're truly communicating with people. Right. Technologists particularly do not communicate well and generally, I hate to give a generalized opinion, but they don't communicate very well to the to real public. Right. Real communication. It's all digital algorithmic and thinking. Right. And uh, uh, I, I, I could tell you that um, now, I uh, can give you one example of the chief technology officer of Hewlett Packard that I, is one of my best friends now, went through my program a few years ago. And he is now, he, he realizes the importance of when he has meetings, he wants everybody in that meeting to know each other so well. They know each other's vacations. It's like, it's personal, it's intimate. That's the audience. You need to know them well. And, and uh, if you're going to work with someone as a team member, you, you want to have that exchange so well. He developed a, a video conferencing tool internal so they can do that. A brilliant guy. But that, that's the importance of communication, you see. Yes. That's, that's the value of making yourself known and, and showing up where you are and, and having the confidence and no doubt that just you and nothing else can stand up there and affect change and make a difference and cause some positive influence around you, whether it's on camera, on, on, on radio, TV, whether it's live in the boardroom or in a sales presentation, for that matter. That's how powerful communication is. Beautiful. His name's Joe Yazbek, and the book is entitled No Fear Speaking. He was brought to you today by Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. At some point, you're going to need the services of an experienced business broker, and they are internationally known. Find the people at Inline Business Brokers and Advisor because you're going to want to build with the True Deal team. And you can find them at enlign.com and Linda Craft and Team Realtors, wherever you're at in the world or if you're in the Research Triangle Park area. Just go to www.lindacraft.com. That's lindacraft.com. And they will explain to you why they have legendary customer experience, customer service. So uh, I'm, I'm, I know we've gone a little over time, so I just want to ask you to do me one quick favor. I always tell my guests that by the end of the show, we're friends, and Joe, we're going to be friends forever. I can tell it already. And I oh, would, you're amazing, Jay. I would, like, like talking to my brother I've known for 30 years. <laughs> I would love to do this again sometime in the future, and I would love to talk a little bit more about prestige leadership and what that is, and, and I would love to talk a little bit more about this book and how it fits in because I just think there's so much more to it. The show is called A New Direction because we help people find a new direction in their life or their business or their career or sometimes all three. If you could leave um, my friends uh, that listened to the show and now your friends uh, a new direction, what would Joe Yazbek, author of, best-selling author of No Fear Speaking, what would he leave those folks with in, in terms of... Surround yourself with like-minded people. Open your eyes your, your non-physical eyes and you want to associate with people who have dreams to help others. I love helping people who help others. Yeah. If you're not helping people, what are you doing? It's all self-serving. We're put on this planet to help others. Yeah. And that's what I say. Uh, watch, watch the associations. You don't need to have a negative association. Positive people. Surround yourself with them. Surround yourself with people who know more in some ways that can help you as well. That's By nice. the way, I'd be happy to, to offer a giveaway here. Sure, let's do that. Okay? Let's, let's do yeah, that. Yeah, I'd be willing. Anyone listening, I don't know how they would reach into me, maybe through you, Jay. Sure. Um, I would be happy to send them via email my ebook. Okay. What, so can, can we put, can I put your email? Can when I, is it okay if they email you directly or can they go to your website directly to do that? How would you like they to can go to my website and there's a contact page on the website. Okay. We'll put that on. The, we'll put that on for everybody. Okay. And they can, they can say, I, I was on Jay's show and I'd like a copy of your ebook. Be okay. All right, folks, you heard it. So yeah. what I'm going to do here is if you put down, I was on A and D, which is a new direction or a new direction or with Jay. And you heard the show, they're gonna he's going to give you a free book. And I've got people on Facebook Live giving you hearts. They're giving you some love. Okay. There's people there's people <laughs> right now giving you some love as soon as you said that. All so right, all right, now now you're getting to me. Now my heartstrings are being pulled. <laughs> right. Listen, uh, I always am open to a complimentary coaching session, either online or by you know, Skype or what have you. So sure. I'm open. I'm very accessible. My team is very accessible. So I open, I open our, our, 
our hearts to everybody. Thank you for opening yours. Thank you. Just and more hearts have just come up. <laughs> They're just popping up on on the screen. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the show. This is the book. It's called a No Fear Speaking, and it is Joe Yazbek, and he could not have been more gracious. Folks, as we close the show, I want to say the same thing that I say to you every week, and that is be inspired, because when you're inspired, you can inspire others, and when others are inspired, they can do the same thing to so many other people, and we can change the world that way, and that's going to be an awesome thing. So until next time, next week, we get together with another fabulous author and another something insightful that's going to help your life or your business or your career. We'll see you next week, and so you know what I say every week? Ciao, everybody. And the answers don't make sense You got to keep your hope alive You got to know you can survive This is your time to find A new direction, a brand new day A new direction, things are gonna change Dreams will take you places you have never been before Find your passion, find your strength Don't worry